Zwong, 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 we're back. <laughs> Zingledy, dingledy, dingle, dingle. <laughs> and then like a, a little bass hit. Oh man, it's, it's been, been 168 hours since we recorded last week. Well, you were so. running stuff <laughs> like that. It just doesn't turn off, I guess. The other weeks just kind of started. I don't know how to start this out of the blue. Hello. <laughs> Uh, Fuck, I don't know. I'm, we're not gonna, we're not gonna top. Yeah. Richard Garriott is in space. No, we're not. It's a <laughs> no, sad that... precedent you've set. Games, video 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 games. It's October 22nd, 2008, and Peter Molyneux is smiling at your farts. This is Idle Thumbs 3. I'm Chris Remo. I'm Nick Brecken. I'm Jake Rodkin. And I'm Steve Gaynor. Steve Gaynor is here with us today from 2K Marin. Actually, not from 2K Marin, but he works there on Bioshock 2. I also drove here from 2K Marin, so you're completely correct. Yes. Here to spill hot scoops. <laughs> How did you know what I do in my free time? <laughs> hot scoops? Yeah, you know? I spill hot scoops, you, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta put down a, a yeah. tarp first. <laughs> yeah. oh, uh, I also used to write about video game occurrences on idlethumbs.internet. Oh man, yeah. that's our domain name? It's .net. It's .net. <laughs> okay, so let's just get it right into it, I guess. Um Nick and I, earlier today, were at the wacky unveiling, if you can call it that, of Star, Star Wars. Wars. The old, old Republic. The old, that old Republic. Yeah. This old, <laughs> the old yeah. That dang old Republic. That old Republic. Oh. <laughs> what did you think of that old Republic, Nick? It was, uh, this one's all about story now, I guess. Do you guys yeah. like Star Wars stories? Well, Steve, <laughs> are you going to tell us one? <laughs> Wait, it's a, it's an MMO about stories. That their whole their whole angle is that this is going to be the the MMO that's all about story now, like the the fourth pillar of MMOs that that has been undiscovered. That that's all Which about is a like, fair point because it's pretty much true. sure. Yeah, it well, is a fair point. But but, but do all you about like, like Star Wars stories. <laughs> well, you like <laughs> Steve. You like Kotor, right? Uh, I I liked Kotor. Yeah, yeah, I thought it was good. Uh, and this is also a Bioware developed yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah. So you know, yeah, and a lot probably, of the people who worked on Kotor are working on this. Yeah, I mean, if anything, I, w- I would be less worried about liking a Star Wars story and more worried about liking an MMO story yeah, because uh, yeah, I don't. I think that's the more accurate worry. Yeah. Right, because like. There is story in World of Warcraft, but it's just a really weird format, like right. game format well, to tell it's stories. Also, right. It's exactly. I mean, it's not so much the the quality of the actual narrative, like quality of the plot or sort of characters or whatever that is the worry, I think, so much as, or the setting for that matter. It's how do you actually convey a story in a way that isn't totally blatantly artificial and right. ridiculous? I mean, that's... Yeah. Well, I yeah. mean, you convey it through a bunch of... The same quests that everyone does and the same instances that everyone does that has no actual bearing on the overall, well, right. overall I'm world. I'm saying how do you convey a story that doesn't just do right. that? Is that? Did they talk about that at all as a thing that they're interested in or did they just say this is about story which means that they are well, trying a little harder is, to write the quests? <laughs> what Chris described is pretty accurately is it's the brute force approach which is every class is going to have a storyline. It's almost like a self-contained single-player arc that you're going to get for each of the class. Like and, apparently the, there isn't a single... <sighs> There isn't a single quest that will overlap between right. the classes. Yes. Um, you can help other people on their quests if they're of different 
classes, but that's not part of your own arc. But but then you're in the same world with other people that share your class that are going through the same story. Right. So right. in the yeah, reality right. of playing that game, the, the storyline is going to be reduced to a bunch of shorthand acronyms that someone asks if you're playing this, this facet <laughs> yeah, of the right. story. Because, yeah, that's so the that's, weirdest part about MMO story to me. Yeah, it's like, yeah, yeah it's like, I, I mean, I'm in the middle of this right, like, gripping mission thing where it's important to a man and it's just going yeah, like, to uh happen to a thousand other people while I'm watching. Yeah, that was really disappointing to me. The very the few times that I that I ever attempted to play WoW, I'm I'm not really an RPG person, right. especially not an MMO person. But like I would have friends who were higher level than me and they'd sort of jump over to me and say, Oh, you playing whatever, Dungeon X two, four, seven? Obviously that had a real name, <laughs> but I don't know what the fuck it is. <laughs> and it's like, uh, oh yeah, I am. I just I just thought that I had discovered this for myself. But apparently I mean obviously I hadn't, but you know, like the the, right. the, the game fiction Kept trying to make me feel like right. I was, uh, yeah, like I was on this crazy An quest player of some kind. Yeah, and yeah. then and then An the actual the, the massive multiplayers in the actual world came in and reminded me that I was actually playing right. a giant IRC channel. I mean, the biggest yeah. problem is that everybody turns it into essentially just in even the the I think one of the problems is even no matter how well the story is executed, it's possible to just turn it into a grind no matter what. Like that happened to and and um Nick, I, you played Diablo two. I don't think these guys did so much, but. What Diablo two? What I played it. Yeah, you didn't play it online though, and that's the that's relevant I, aspect yeah, of like fair enough. What I mean to discuss, like that game, I really enjoyed actually playing the story with friends. Um, the like the first, especially the first few times I played it, because everything was new. We're going through the cutscenes. I thought were very effective in terms of telling a parallel story to the one that your character is experiencing, which I thought was a novel a way of, of communicating something. But then as soon as you Sort of get online and you reach a certain level, it, it becomes nothing but, all right, man, like we got a group of eight here. We're going to go through. We've got a guy who's level 99. We're all going to run through. A bunch of shit's going to drop and you beat the game in like 10 minutes flat. Yeah. <laughs> and it's the most ludicrous, like transparent experience. And it's, yeah. it's almost impossible to avoid that. Like, I mean, yeah. and I mean, it's hard in, yeah, it, it, the way I've thought about it before is, is, you know, every game that has an authored story is basically like that. Like, a, right. you know, like single player game it's like you're at home you're by yourself you're playing a single player game, game and going through this story and it feels relevant to you and you it, it's it's not apparent at the time that millions of other people who bought this game are having more or less the exact <laughs> same experience ghost players and your, yeah. and and then when Fable you're too might be one of the closest yeah, ex- yeah, yeah but but then you're playing game. wow and it's like all those other millions of people who are having the exact same experience you are are doing it in front of your face and right, like, that's, that's, this yeah. isn't important to you yeah. or, or anyone or, you know <laughs> it's really sad to sort of more Transparently, have done it before you have, yeah. and then yeah. you know, right. like, like right. you're you're in the process of Time killing to some slay this man and yeah. save the world. Right. Yeah. It always. Oh wait, yeah. I gotta wait five minutes until the guy responds because that guy just saved the world. Yeah, <laughs> right. exactly. Yeah. That stuff is yeah. so sad. My like, bad. Wow works amazingly well when you're when you're like in a town because it's like oh there's just a crazy hustle and bustle of a million people. But then yeah, once you're out in the wilderness and just like a, another crazy goblin goes like jumping by, basically just jumping. And saying hilarious things at you, and, <laughs> right. and they happen to be exactly the yeah. thing, thing you were thinking about. That, that's it's, actually it's yeah. the saddest thing ever. That's actually why I think Diablo Two worked so well for me when I first played it with friends, because we all were playing it at the same pace, and the persistence is limited to your group. So you know, you never right. you never have that illusion broken unless you well unless you invite it in. Essentially, yeah. yeah. It's such a it's such a weird thing though, because like you know you, when when you go to see a movie in the theater. You and, and, you know, 150 <laughs> other people are having the exact same experience simultaneously, yeah. right, even though you all have emotional investment. And it's, it's so much different when 
I guess there's some assumption that it's supposed to be like you're well, supposed to be driving the 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 events as an individual well, when you're playing a video game. I think the game. fact that the fact that when it works you do feel that mm-hmm. and then when it's broken that sucks. You don't go into a movie with the expectation of like you're going to have any effect on these two characters falling in love. But right. when you're playing a game it's like oh well, man like you actually do invest your own actions, you know, have have a point and then Right. Four other dudes go by like, oh, hey, you fucking doing this? Like, oh, I, I was, <laughs> but, but I don't now think you're... <laughs> I don't think it's just that because, I mean, that that's true in comparison to sort of MMOs versus single-player games. But speaking just more generally, with films, you can kind of put yourself in a space where, you know, if, if this is the way you enjoy films, this is a chronicle of something that happened in the past. And it doesn't matter how many people are watching it with you because it's already assumed this has happened and it's set in stone. Right. And there's suspense as to what will happen, but that's because you don't know whether it'll happen or not. Whereas... And that's the same in a single-player game. I mean, yeah. you can easily yeah. get that experience. But, but in but World of, like, you know, just using MMO, World of Warcraft right. as an example, right? But of, MMOs generally, of M- right. you know, City of Heroes or whatever right. you want to pick, where where the fiction implies that well, you are supposed to be important man, you're supposed to have agency, right. and then you're no yeah. more important than anyone else you who's doing the hero. exact same yeah. quest, yeah. and it's weird. Yeah. In uh, fact, well, so I think that's why they're talking about Star Wars. Like, like, can can could you have four engineers all having their important story happening in front of one each? You know, they really discussed. They uh, talked well, about well, they, they talked about how like each class. I think I'm not sure if this is related to the companion thing, which is something altogether right. different. But right, but how you'll be you know doing your little single player arc, and then when you get together with a bunch of other people, they're going to have you know uh, other quests that are completely different that are going to be designed for <laughs> your little group. You know, so you, they'll be like they they use the uh, uh, analogy of of you know the original Star Wars movie where. Han had his own story, and then like you know, but then there you know they also had the sort of main plot arc of of Star Wars. So yeah, it sounds like what they're really trying to do is, and you know, the act this, this from a, from a sort of pure game design perspective sounds great, but who I, I still don't know how to work in a, in a massively multiplayer setting. Seems like they're really trying to take a lot of the the core tenets of Bioware games, which are you know companion characters that actually respond uniquely to your input and your choices, your your sort of path through the game. That seems that makes sense because those are AI characters that are that so, so, only So in the Star Wars MMO they're gonna have AI characters yes. that have like yeah. like personalities yeah. and stuff. Right. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. It is it is interesting and I, and fairly cool. And I mean because yeah, okay. when you when you just named the feature, I assumed it was some version of like the the like sidekick feature from City Heroes like Helping a lower level player, no, level no, level, no, but no, no, it's, no, it's, it's, it's an AI guy the, that has the a fully authored, huh. um, yeah. a, sort of actual. Comp- and you'll like, be able to like shape them, you know, based on your actions and shit. Like, oh, you, right. you, you, you kind you, of you, level you, them. You up, level them up. Of, you huh. do level yeah, you them can, up. You, you can equip yeah. them. You can customize them. They, the choices that you make when you're like, they'll have subplots. I mean, there yeah. will be romantics, potentially romantic or sort of betrayal based or. Can of, you uh, get romantically involved with your AI companion character? In Fable Two, the original, the Old Republic, you can. Did you um, say Fable to the Old Republic. Yes, <laughs> good. Um, Fable. Fable. De- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, you know, I- I'm curious to see what's what's what, what the deal is. I talked to um, Daniel Erickson, who's the the lead writer on the game, for for quite a while, and he said they have 12 full time writers, yeah. which is several times larger than any previous Bioware game to date. Yeah. And he indicated that they. Um, I mean, an MMO just generally has so right. much fucking content. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They said they've already developed more content than all Bioware games previously combined. Sweet, which yeah. is kind of insane. But I mean, they said they basically are like sort of taking the approach of each of these classes needs essentially a Bioware game yeah. worth of, of stuff, which you know suggests starts to point to why Electronic Arts paid eight hundred million dollars for Bioware and Pandemic because yeah. 
nothing those I mean, you know, not that they haven't put out good games because they have, but nothing they've put out is on is on the order of why you would be yeah. spending that much money. So right. so so is there some kind of implication like that that for instance, as, as someone who who really prefers single player games almost all the time, yeah. uh, you know, with exceptions, right. but uh, I'm similar that that I could, for instance, uh, basically just buy this and subscribe for two months and kind mm-hmm. of solo through all of the classes story arcs and and kind of play it like a series of single player games I think, kind of I, I think you probably I mean I I mean maybe well, they, it, it might they, take, they, it, they it might take longer said, but yes yeah. you can do that I mean yeah. and they actually was, talked about the end of the game several times as if they're you know more like you know you know speaking as, yeah, as the, if it was an actual right. traditional single player game this, you know, the interesting thing that they brought up was that the 50% statistic where they said that 50% I of, uh, that. they did a study where 50 in, you know, across MMOs and maybe it was a, you know, World of Warcraft specific study, but you're talking about how 50% of, uh, players of World of Warcraft, uh, play the game just as a single player game, but enjoy the fact that, you know, other people can see that they're cool. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So like, it, it just, you know, purely from that perspective. So basically so, showing off. Yeah. Yeah. But right. playing it like you're playing by yourself. Yeah. I wouldn't, be, so I wouldn't be surprised if more people did that most of the time. Yeah. You know what I mean? A higher, like maybe 50% of people do that pretty much always, yeah. but a higher percentage do that sometimes. Sometimes. Yeah. 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 I, I, I've, yeah, I've put a few months into WoW over the years, and that's definitely, that's pretty much, I mean, I, I, I grouped yeah. in I out of, sort of, years, out of but, convenience, yeah. you know, sort of like, oh, there's some dudes that needed a guy in the group, I'll go run a dungeon or right. something, and not really be that invested in it, yeah. you know? Where I always um, lose it is when my friends get higher, you know, better than me. Exactly. Which is like what we were just talking about, yeah. like, once yeah. you lose yeah. that sense of, like, exactly, you know, yeah. isolated progression, then yeah. you just... And then, yeah, and then on the other side of that, I would, since I didn't play with other people, I would... Uh, stop when I got bored. <laughs> Which yeah, really take, yeah, exactly. I, I usually got to Which like level like twenty four or something like yeah. that, and I kind of, I, I mean, there's there's more complex stuff on the higher end of sort of the the progression curve, but I felt like I had kind of gotten it by that point. Right. You know, like I all right, the, I've kind yeah. of seen what I there the is to offer same. for the yeah. kind of player I am. Right, and now I'm going to not. I pay came my to the same conclusion. No, I went to the came to the exact same conclusion where I kind of figured, all right, I I have definitely exhausted this game for me. And that right. was in 2005, so I never saw any of the expansion content or anything. But yeah, I, I, the last time I played was right before the first expansion came out, and I could tell that they had changed a lot, and it felt, you know, more balanced and stuff. Yeah. But the fundamental experience hadn't changed. Mm-hmm. Uh, I enjoyed it for a while, you know, but I think you do kind of have to dig into the social side of it for it to have lasting right. appeal. Well, I had, yeah. I mean, I played it for a couple months well, with friends that I knew from, like, from real life, and it was sort of coincidence that we all picked it up at the same time. Or, or relatively close to the, one another. And that was awesome. Like, it was a lot of fun. And then as they started to sort of trail off and we started to sort of not all necessarily be playing simultaneously, it, I just kind of got less and less intrigued by it. So, yeah. And then eventually I stopped. Yeah. For me, actually, the biggest factor to contributing to, to my being done was no longer being able to discover new areas because I discovered everything. Oh, really? And a huge part of my enjoyment of World of Warcraft was finding a new area and just kind of looking around and exploring it and yeah. being like, God damn, yeah. this skybox is gorgeous. Like, right. these mountains are great. Like, I, I really like how that game <laughs> These goes. mountains are great. They're fantastic. Look at those trees. I really enjoy. I like oh. that was <laughs> probably is my happening. favorite part of the game. I have to say, I really enjoyed it. <laughs> we're done. We're done with those noises now. I, well, yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> right. Oh man, it's awesome. I'm going to. I, I'm going to uh, dump a hot scoop on you. Um, <laughs> you when when you're. So, so when, when you're making a Bioshock level and you're using like the original Bioshock stuff as placeholder, you know, like yeah. blocking some stuff. You, so, 
you can do a developer command that's just slow mo, and you can do a positive numbers to make it fast motion to go skip through stuff. Oh my god, can and you recreate three hundred? Uh, uh, I guess you could. <laughs> you, yeah, you we're, can we're, totally we're, speed we're, ramp that shit, yeah, Chris. Where, yeah. <laughs> where you go fast? I've never seen three hundred, but I've, oh really? I've oh, you've seen the trailers and the and the Watchmen trailer. <laughs> yes. I've heard you talk about it. Yeah, it's a it's a pet peeve it. of yours. You yeah. talked about it last week enough. There's a lot of things you hate. Um. Anyway. Oh, like you. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Oh. Good work. Thank you. Uh, point being, yeah, I, I went into into slow into you know fast forward times yeah. three and uh, just kind of hung out near a big daddy, and the whale sounds sped up are awesomely just sound like a sound the whale guy. Sounds? Go, well, you know the the big daddy oh, voice. Oh yeah, right, right. The sound it yeah, sounds yeah, to yeah. me like a whale sound. Right, I don't yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. but uh. Sped up, it sounds much more like a guy just going, <laughs> and it made me really happy. Well, you know, are those whale sounds? Is that do you think what the I, sound is like? I mean, I I have no idea. I I couldn't parse them, but yeah. basically, I I assume you'd have the same effect if you took a whale sound and sped it up to three times. It would right. just sound like right. like a pathetic small whale going. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but no, I, I have no idea what the actual composition of a Big Daddy sound yeah. is. Like, we'll sound guys are generally that. that would crazy. be a hot scoop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sound guys, like, yeah, when sound guys do reveal what they've built a sound out of, it's usually, like, eight different things know, that you yeah, never yeah, would have like, guessed. Like the punches in Indiana Jones movies, they're like, like, there's like four car crashes, like a bag of sand dropped off the Empire State <laughs> yeah. Building. Me hitting like, a pork loin. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like, well, and sometimes it's, it's awesomely very specific. It's like, this is a 1968 Porsche Roadster <laughs> right. going around yeah. a turn, yeah. 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 <laughs> a left turn the, specifically. The speedway. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what, two years ago. Yeah. Can you, can you reveal, is Bioshock 2 Field of Dreams? Is that about sandcastles? Is that <laughs> coming out of the ocean in the, in the trailer? All I can tell you is that if we build it, I've heard they, that they will come. come. Yeah, um, so that's what we're gonna try. You're gonna try to build it. Yeah, just see if anybody comes. <laughs> some, will, some will probably. I'll come, Steve. Okay. Oh, man. Cool. That's Sweet. nice of you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Whoa. Jake's not coming. Well, we'll see once what, once it's how, built. Once yeah. it's built. Yeah. <laughs> we'll we'll, we'll, we'll see how true. you're singing that tune. It's pretty mysterious. I'll be singing it once it's been built. I'll be there. And Kevin Costner. Walks into the when middle. the lights and Bioshock go on and whatnot. Yeah. Yeah. When, a, when a ghost man emerges from corn <laughs> <laughs> and says something about objectivism, Stop we'll spoiling. see whether you've come or not. <laughs> this is getting horrible. <laughs> what do you mean? So we've said hardly anything about Star Wars, but I guess that's okay. We it's talked fine. about Star Wars for kind well, of. Well, we talked about MMOs. Yeah, we talked about it for a while. <laughs> I, I found out that there are AI teammates that Fair follow enough. you about. Let's so, recap. <laughs> yeah, I think. We're, what have we learned? We probably said more than the. Developers did at this point. They didn't say anything. Yes. Yeah. So we were so, just putting words into uh, Bioware's mouth in this podcast. Right. So, Bioware, make the game we described. Mm -hmm. um, Thank you. Thanks. Signed a forum. <laughs> the internet. Signed a podcast. All right. So, uh, I guess, Nick, do you want to quickly, to that guy who wrote in about Gears of War, do you want to follow up on that? About how he doesn't want to have to buy it because it's the same? Huh? Remember last week there was a dude who wrote in and he was like, I thought we did this last week. What are you talking yeah, about? because you couldn't talk. You said the embargo. You were still under embargo. It's up today, right? Or yesterday? Well, the multiplayer. No. No, so the, when's the, the review the embargo, embargo up. That, that's like in a week. Oh, well, never mind. Forget it. <laughs> Sorry, guy. Sorry, guy. You got to keep listening to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> this might yeah. happen. This might happen every week. <laughs> oh, the embargo's up next week. <laughs> My mistake. 
Guess you'll have to listen again. <laughs> Is that embargo right. up well, you're yet? You're getting like no. saucier and saucier. <laughs> yeah. 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 By the way, Happy New Year's. The embargo is no is not up yet. <laughs> November second, two thousand nine. <laughs> How's that embargo going? Still in effect. <laughs> listen <laughs> next week. They're gonna be on Gears of War four by the time we get our embargo. This embargo going yeah. on here. And they got Whoa. a little None of them. <laughs> yeah. He'll wow. still, still be waiting. <laughs> listen to J- what right. until Nick Brecken. Drops a hot scoop. <laughs> <laughs> I like the scoops. I do. All right. So uh, I guess. I, well, in that case, then I guess I can talk about Fable Two, which I'm released sure you this can. week. Fable yeah. Two Thousand. It was in fact released today. Today. Well, actually, yes. no. Yesterday. Now, according to when our podcast will be casted into the face of our listeners. The the day that I recorded this was the first day it was in a <laughs> store, and uh, Steve, I played it to some it, degree. You just don't, you're not acclimated to podcasting. <laughs> you have to pretend that you recorded it, then immediately hit the publish button on you iTunes. Think in the future, man. Okay. Yeah. We're a day ahead of you. You're listening man. to this live. <laughs> As you are playing this MP3 file, we are uploading it to your computer. <laughs> this is, in fact, a stream. Yeah. <laughs> We're right. casting our stream into your face. <laughs> Streaming oh, the hot scoops. <laughs> Streamcast. <laughs> Anyway, okay, so Fable, Fable 2. Fable 2. Yes, yesterday. Um, and Fable Nick, you've been playing it as well, right? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. yeah. How far are you? <laughs> how much? Of, I mean, I guess it doesn't matter how far you are because you can do things. But <laughs> I, I can. Do I mean, things. well, things that are aside from the main the story. Game. But I mean, how how much of it have you played? I don't know, like eight hours or something. Okay, so that's. A, I mean, that's a pretty significant amount. Yeah. Did you the, buy the castle? The main story actually isn't all that long. <laughs> I got the castle actually. I want to oh, announce that. Yeah. I bought you the castle. You want to make an announcement? I do, because Peter Molyneux screamed at me in a letter <laughs> yeah, right. to, to please buy the castle and Peter see what Molyneux happens. Peter Molyneux found the caps lock button. And I, yeah, he did, and it worked. I bought the goddamn castle. In fact, uh, <laughs> well, after um, last week, after talking about they, my... They do they do tease it really hard at the beginning. They're like, look at that castle. Yeah, I right, wish I yeah. could go inside of that castle. Right. Castle. Yeah. Castle. Yeah. <laughs> Someday. So. Uh, no, they just said it a bunch. Yeah. Oh, the guy no, said it three times in a row. It was a lady. It's foreshadowed. So, um, actually, yeah, I, that actually, the real estate pretty much became the game for me. Like, the metagame essentially became my fable experience. Oh, yeah. You published a Gama Sutra article about this. I did. I read it. It made me interested in the game. Well, I'm glad. And then I played a little bit of it at work with the co-op feature, which was interesting. Excellent. Well, you yeah. can talk about that then, because I haven't played that yet. Oh, really? You haven't I, done any of the co-op? I haven't signed in in a few days. Uh, oh, so, yeah, one of my coworkers bought it and brought it in, and I played it for about an hour yeah. uh, it, from the beginning. So it was... So it was the childhood uh, part. Yeah, it was the childhood part. Um, do, does anybody have any idea? Can you actually affect your childhood... Uh, versions, um, appearance when uh, by doing good and evil things. Like, do you actually? No, because that section I, is really yeah. short. But that stuff does affect the world and your character okay. as an adult. Because I was just kicking chickens all over the place. I, I, Chicken kicking isn't 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 it's not a moral act one way really? or another. Yeah. Oh, I would think it would be evil to just no. kick chickens. It does grant you the title chicken kicker. Yeah. Well, I, I fully was kicking that's chickens news, like though. like off yeah, of the, the second story of a building. Yeah. No, but, but, that but no, I, I, you, I, I, if you, you get them know. off the third floor. Oh, okay. I mean, I, I, no, I, for just because I, I, I imagined, like, yeah. uh, well, people that, you know, there were spect- spectators, people watching me play it, and, and for some reason, we all kind of, I kicked some chickens, and then we were tricked into thinking that my little child had started to look more evil. Oh, really? Uh, but, but I, <laughs> I guess that's not yeah, that's, the, the that chicken happens. kicking effect. Well, I mean, the game I, is well, pretty, I, the game well, is pretty no, the hilarious thing was that I, I picked the female character, and, we we all imagined that after I kicked a number of chickens, my little girl like got eyeliner. <laughs> it started to look mildly goth, and then I didn't do anything evil for a while. And they're like, "Wait, did her eyeliner go away?" 
but no. I guess we were just all oh, She's wrong. just getting older. Man, but Molino <laughs> smiles. Yeah, broadly at well, that story. He smiled <laughs> yes. a lot when I used his his analog farting input <laughs> mechanic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, th- this game is like Molinude out to the extreme. Like the very first item I found for sale was a condom. Like Classic it was just Molyneux. item number one. <laughs> it, have you ever like seen him talk? Because Director that guy, like, l- I just get the sense like every character in the game is like a hilarious parody of British people. Like it's just like I don't know. This is the game Peter Molyneux would make, and then he made it. Like, my dog. He's been doing like, that for a while. No, I know. Yeah. Yeah, I know. But this one is like I've he gets to make games or something. It's oh like, yeah, it's, that it's, was the working title. Molyneux Unleashed. Like my dog immediately led me to a, to a hole in the ground that had a condom in it after like buying a condom from a merchant. And, like <laughs> the, the problem, with, the problem with all the the that stuff in Fable is that it doesn't end up actually being very effective when you deal with characters in the game. Condoms. There's uh, condoms. <laughs> like there, I mean, there are a million, there are a million oh. different. A million different expressions you can perform, like oh, things, yeah. you know, like the, the, ones the big that, array thing, right? Yeah, there's a big array of menu <laughs> yeah. expressions. Like oh, there, there are aggressive ones and passive ones and funny ones and all sorts, and they all affect how people think of you. Except your expressions like do splash damage, so they actually affect yes. like everybody with yeah. a certain yeah. way. Yeah. Which means yeah. you can <laughs> sort of sit there and seduce somebody. And if you're of <laughs> like, high enough renown, like, everybody in town will already be gathered around you. So you can essentially convince, like, 40 people that sex with you, like... <laughs> At once. They won't yeah. actually... Yeah, you can't actually have an orgy, but, I mean, you can get them all ready for it. <laughs> <laughs> you can get them lined up. It's like, one by one. But, I mean, it, I don't know. It, 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 horrible. It ends up being really sort of... It becomes not such horrible. a video game that it, it ends up being not actually, right. like very affecting because it's like well all i have to do is sit yeah. here and press this button for a minute yeah. and then the person will love me in the in the beginning part it was <laughs> weird because because not true. only yeah not not only was there sort of like crowd crowd uh influence you know but also yeah. it was weirdly not uh consistent across all members of the crowd so like when i was in child well, because mode, like there's them, one guy going boo yeah well, well yeah there's there yeah. a group of children tastes, yeah so. yeah oh right. i guess yeah so, but it, it is just kind of not weird everyone be- likes you. Yeah, but but it is that's true. Steve. I mean, there's three of them in this room right now, uh, and um, oh sorry, I forgot what I was gonna say. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm sorry. Um, so so it's weird because I would do an emote in front of a group of children, and like sixty percent of them would like it, and the other forty percent would not like it, and yeah. so it points to the kind of thing you're you're implying, where maybe I'm sort of focusing on one guy and trying to influence him and then other guys will stand around and have the opposite right. effect and you could kind yeah. of inadvertently fuck up right. a relationship with which doesn't make but any sense the, like, i know the one thing that there was if you went near with someone and you held down the left trigger it would like focus yeah, it on focuses, them but it doesn't matter it's still it, it doesn't yeah, it, it doesn't no do single on, shot right. on oh no, it doesn't. single shot yeah. they all it's think still, you're yeah. emotion focused, focused emotion attack <laughs> what, what it does when you like when you sort of focus on them like that Charging up the emotion. Yeah. Well, you do. <laughs> Just walking around with your charged up emotion beam. <laughs> Go! Oh, but uh, when you have a guy focused, that means you can look at their sort of specific likes and right. dislikes and yeah. stuff you can like look that. Look into their soul. Look into their can. And, and it comes up in a text. A <laughs> right, fucking breakdown at the top yeah. of the screen. Their soul well, says that, that they are bisexual. Part of what is so ridiculous about it is like you can see, and it's like you can this see person their likes heart. this thing. Like, yeah. how do you know that? In like, exactly. Like, yeah. That should be the kind of stuff you find out by like interacting with game. them. Yeah. It's not like a the theme stuff park that tells you, you how that. to interact with them. Yeah. I mean, I could, I could even see that stuff just being gradually revealed depending on what their relation, right. like how much right. they liked yeah, you or whatever. Not even like they actually had to say it, but just sort of. They're like their stat windowed opens up its heart to you as you learn more about them. 
well, likes be chocolate. I mean, more, I mean, that, that, would, that, that would just be one step. That would be one step better than just being psychic. Fading in as you learn about someone as like an analogy for that is. Well, I mean, the in in Fable Two, it would in fact be that you would like dance and give them the thumbs up and fart in front of them as, <laughs> right. and, and as their favor of you went up you would just start to be able to discern hmm he really likes chocolates <laughs> it would be nice then as they as they like you as they like you oh. less they like strategy chocolate <laughs> yeah <he's>, wow <laughs> incredible I, but uh but yeah I, I have to say peter molyneux did did get it right with the dog i really like the dog and Dogs. that seemed I like one dog. of the lame things when he was first talking it up but i i like it like i don't know if you guys care about the dog at all but i really enjoy having the dog i didn't around. get to hang out with the dog very much as yeah. childhood funny. but but yeah. i did yeah no it, it seemed pretty good like the thing that it's i like not very most, functional but i mean well i remember when no, when, when so. black and white 2 was being demoed uh at gdc i think molly was really really excited about how you could zoom in on the grass, and there were fleas. And no, there were ants. Oh, I said ants. Yeah. But in this yeah. game, it'd be fleas because there's a dog. I you can, want. you can. You, you, <laughs> I want to zoom in on my dogs for really close and see yeah. fleas. They they retained that feature for Black and White Two, which I played like last year. You could zoom in all the way to the yeah, ground and see I ants. Yeah, I played that game. But but my point about the dog wasn't that it was functional. It's that I like having it around. My point was it wasn't that like it allowed me to do a bunch of specific gameplay functions. It was that it it did what Fable Two to me seemed like it was trying to do with the people which was cre- be convincing, essentially. Mm-hmm. Like, to me, the dog is convincing. Like, it acts like a dog does. And when you're in town, it interacts with the humans in a way more realistic way than you ever do. Like, it kind of comes up to them and, like, leans up on them like a dog would, and they're all excited by it, and they pet him. And it's really, like, sort of endearing. And when you're running, my favorite part about the dog is that he'll, like, start running faster than you and anticipate where you're going. And the game is clever about it because the game has an idea of where you're going based oh, on the quest marker, trail. right? Yeah. And he kind of, like zigzags around it and like yeah. it feels that seems, like he that seems wants more to, like, enjoyable than the actual like meta ui element of the like golden yeah. line thing yeah it is it really is i mean it would be a a, a really painful way to actually play the game mm. because did, did you like after you get out of childhood is the 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 ground marker line breadcrumb trail thing as important as it was in in that part uh, it's like in, so, it's probably, like in a but... shock game or whatever like or like in dead space recently where you can set it to wherever you want to go, and it'll like it'll. Well, it'll I, I that was just, sort of. That was I thought it just. Well, I mean, in my experience, and in like Dead Space and stuff, it just points to your next objective, doesn't it? Yeah, but you can set yeah, it in can, Dead Space. You, you can, can set, set what your quest oh, really? is, and, then and you can also oh, set it in oh, this game. Right, like it'll right. default to your latest quest, right. but I often would change it because I didn't want to do that quest. Yeah, well, no, I, I mean, I guess my question was: in the open world, is, is it feasible to turn off the? breadcrumb trail and use your dog as your direction. No, it no. wouldn't be because the dog's thing is based on the yeah, breadcrumb trail thing. thing. So. Yeah. Yeah. So, 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 so you so could just if, turn off just the visual part of it. So in yeah. the UI, no, you would control what your dog is excited about, basically, instead of I don't think there's an right option. Yeah, I guess so. Be, yeah, because, I mean, <laughs> I, I know no, I did go into the, no bread... in the options, you can turn off the breadcrumb trail. Oh, really? I didn't notice Yeah, I turned it off in the demo and, I mean, in the first hour. Yeah. And, uh, and so I figure... If there's no visualization of that, but your dog just tends to follow it, then that yeah. would be nice. That, that's that's a cool hypothesis. I I don't know though. I mean, yeah. I couldn't tell you off the top of my head. Yeah, but that, yeah, I mean, that'd be cool. It but was I, fun. It was fun playing the co-op because yeah. Uh, what's the co-op like? Because playing well, playing co-op in the child uh mode was was Does one enjoy- character play as the girl, or are you both your own characters? Um. One one plays as the main character, and the other one was just a sort of random boy child that spawned in, yeah. a henchman or whatever. But uh, yeah, it was basically just we both 
ran around and spazzed out and just acted like obnoxious children running all around the city. Just right. like, just like kind of, you know, not even trying to complete objectives, just sort of running up to people and farting at them and, <laughs> and laughing at them. Right. And just sort of, uh, hitting other children with our wooden swords and making them cry and just being horrible kids. Yeah. Uh, in an undirected way. There was, it was fun because you don't, you don't kind of run into that many obnoxious English street child simulators. And so, yeah, in, in the sort of fucking around in, in any open world game kind right. of way, but, but with a different fiction, it was enjoyable to be sort of right. a harmless but misanthropic force running around the city, yeah. uh, ruining people's lives yeah. in very small ways. Um, I don't know, like so, some of the, some of the technical stuff about it was weird. Like the, the actual camera, like locally, there's no split screen. So, it's really easy for for one of the characters to get off screen or whatever. Right. It was not that easy to play. I so think you were, you were both on the same console. Yeah, 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 we were just doing on on the couch at work, and uh, so I think it was more geared towards towards online for right. the most part. Yeah, that's pretty um, common these days. But no, I I had a good I had a good time with it. I'd be interested to see what happens in the adult yeah. uh, phase. It, yeah, I mean, jumping off something you said, and. God, it really sounds like I'm just ragging on Fable 2, and I really liked it a lot. Oh, you told me earlier you hate like, it. <laughs> no, I really you do. Despise you despise like it. that, too. Yeah. <laughs> I hate you guys. <laughs> no, I really, I really enjoyed Fable 2, and I like the first one, too. So, I mean, it's, you know, stands to reason that I'd like this one, but, but I do wish that, you know, you kept, you mentioned open world a few times, and I really wish this was a true open world. Like, I wish it was yeah. sort of like Bethesda <laughs> style. There's an actual. I go back and world. forth with that breadcrumb trail. It's like I like the way that it because I you know I hate just running through like in Fable I hated just running from quest to quest and right. this, you know directs you. But at the same time I ended up just you know following the fucking thing just you know exclusively just running from quest to quest and you know at oh, that really? point it just yeah, it, it just seemed it, like a, still, okay I'm just you know warping from place to place. And, is Fable well, two is still very constrained like Fable one was where it's like you kind of go down paths as opposed to yeah. yeah. When you say paths, do you mean like physically or like the yeah line? yeah like physical paths like. Well, I mean, it's like a series of tunnels, really. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, yeah, you can right. shoot. The, the, o- like, the only like truly like open areas are like the cities, basically. Yeah. Like a- every other area is essentially like a cavern or like a beach or like. I mean, there's right. forests where you can kind of go off the the path, but there's not. I mean, there's not much to it. Like I, I would love to have seen a game like this that had a Bethesda style structure with you know the actual like mechanics and visual design of this, like a more inviting kind of colorful world. Yeah, but. You know, but with a place that actually has like individual towns. Yeah, what, Oblivion, 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 wasn't, Oblivion wasn't colorful enough for you. Just no, the dog. it wasn't. Like, is that a joke? <laughs> just like, dog, it's just Oblivion with a dog. Yeah. The thing was <laughs> green as hell. There was lots of colors compared yeah. to compared to. I mean, compared to Morrowind, for instance. There I know what you're saying, colors, but there are sim- like yeah, I don't like a know what you're kind saying. Of going on, I don't know how to describe it. It's, not, it's just it's <laughs> not as Fable is, is warm and Oblivion yeah. is not generally warm. It's right. colorful, but that's it's, what I mean. Yeah, mm. it's, it's not as it's inviting subdued. like colorful. Yeah. and that's it's fine. More realistic. That's, Fables, yeah, you know, keep, keeps the fire it's, going. It's, for it's you. less <laughs> fanciful, right. I guess. Sort of like like they're obviously both fantasy games, and probably you know, but one is a fanciful game. Yeah, <laughs> there, there's there's a difference between fantasy. fancy and fantasy. <laughs> yeah, and I should know. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I mean it's just it's, uh, it's not even just the visual design too. Like uh, you know, as cool as Oblivion is, like as I mean in ter- in terms of actually someone making a game with that kind of scope, it's amazing these days. But yeah. you know, it's just generally the world is not exciting to me. Yeah, like you know what I mean. It's it's yeah. yeah I don't know. Whereas Fallout. That game is is sort of has a lot of drabness to the color design, but I feel like that's exactly what that world needs. Right. You know what I mean? I'm like, that's what I want. Yeah. This kind of like 
desolate wasteland to be, whereas Oblivion, it, it just doesn't... I'd play doesn't that video game. I would. I would that play that Fallout 3. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Please turn off the podcast now. <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously. End the cast. We should probably stop now, actually. Extreme flavor. Turn-based brand. Third-person pineapple. German-style board game. Xbox Live Arcade Port Churro. Extreme. That's rad. Video game. Jay Allen. Walk Street. Game on. What? Yeah. Jay Allard game on? Is <laughs> yeah. that what you said? That's a flavor. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So now that you've heard that word from our sponsor, <sighs> welcome back to Idle Thumbs. I Three. feel good about stuff now. <laughs> yeah, I get a big old chug of Ultra Boost. Of Jay Allard. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> what? I'm just... So Steve, hmm? as our honored guest Hi. Um, at 2 Camera Inn, mm-hmm. tell us the ending of Bioshock 2. <laughs> <laughs> Hmm. Next, I have no, I have no clever <laughs> right, response right, to right. to a, so, a funny question. Oh, I had one question, which actually isn't directly about 2K or about Bioshock. I don't want to hear. That's that's actually for the best. Well, no. The, what the, are your qu- thoughts on the presidential campaign? No, yes. <laughs> a thing that I think is actually kind of cool. As Ron Paul. <laughs> you heard it here first. The Bioshock Two team endorses Ron Paul. <laughs> <laughs> Mm. Oh no! I think it's cool that you are someone. Uh, maybe maybe everyone does this, and I don't know it, but I know that you made a bunch of levels in your spare time, and like that was a cool thing that you did. And uh, I don't have a question here, but I was just sort of wondered if you could speak to being a professional level designer at this point, who came up entirely through basically through the level design hobbyist, community. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I think that's cool. Sure. Um. Yeah. I, I, mean, I don't know what answer there is to that. <laughs> There's um, Steve's answer. Yes. Here Steve. it comes. <laughs> About to drop a hot scoop. Drop some science. <laughs> Ultra boost. Ultra boost. <laughs> <laughs> Jake, Jake is flabbergasted. Yeah. So is that into your question? <laughs> I'm pretty ultra boost. Good, great. <laughs> um, ultra boost is a uh, registered trademark. Ultra boost. <laughs> yeah, make sure that you ultra boost before yes. making your level. Yeah, um, all mods <laughs> should include ultra boost. Uh, uh, so, so the answer is, I guess, um, like the people make fun of you. Do they call you names? <laughs> I'm not. Let, let our wait, did, guest answer. Did, did his I question. just become become Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer? <laughs> I'm allowed to play the reindeer games. They let me. It's cool now. Um, yeah, so I guess not, not everybody who I've worked with as a level designer started out doing, uh, amateur maps, though I guess probably, probably most of them. Like, uh. That's probably more common in kind of the first person shooter sphere, yeah, I would think. Yeah, I mean, I think it's, I think it's more common just generally of guys who have been in the industry longer just since, mm-hmm. like, mod making tools or like single player level making tools were a little bit more common yeah. uh, to be released and supported whatever the further back you go into kind of the late 90s quake mm-hmm. doom and po- you know up to half life right. 1 kind of arena um so so yeah some of the guys we work with um like got their first jobs in in development in like the art department but they had done amateur level design in their own time and and they kind of transitioned to design by having, you know, their feet in, in both arenas and feeling more like they're interested in design and art, stuff like that. Um, but generally, mm, the question being 
what's up with having made maps and then getting to make them well, for a job. I, know, I was just sort of curious about that path in general. Yeah. It, um, if you have something I, cool to say about it, that's yeah, fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, no, no, I... I you don't. <laughs> God, you're being abusive here. I, I, I consumed some we'll Ultra Boost during the break. Because <laughs> they will be berated. No. Um, I mean, my, yeah, personally, I was, I was pretty, uh, uh, like, focused on actually turning amateur level design stuff into uh, a career like i think a lot of people it, it it's it's the other way around it's sort of like they're making levels as a thing they do and then they're like oh hobby, hey like a true hobby yeah like mm-hmm. i i found out through just being a pure hobbyist that i could do this for a living i was sort of aware of you know i was interested in design and i didn't have any marketable skills or any reason for anyone <laughs> to hire me ever uh, so I was aware that, you know, you, you can get into design via level design and you can get into v- level design by making levels. And of course, on the other side of that, I picked a game that I liked a lot and that had released a single player fear. Yeah. Uh, fear the, the monolith game, um, around the time I was kind of trying to pick the tool set I was going to make my amateur project with, I was psyched on fear and I had played Nolan's forever two recently. And, uh, yeah, they released both an editor and all the single player content, you know, like to make your own single player levels, which is what I was really interested in. And so I just went off on that as far as like, Hey, here's a game I'm excited about and that will let me make the kind of levels I want to make for it. And that, that, that really helps you uh, maintain enthusiasm. If you're just yeah. sort of like, I want to play this level that I'm going to make. Cause I really love the game. It's about, and then, yeah, I mean, going forward just... from there, it's nice to have actually been able to make that into a job because making levels is still fun. Yeah. The video game men ran around the square and I shot them. And you were hired pretty <laughs> early in the life of 2K Marin, right? Yeah. Yeah. I was um the fourth. Well, no, I mean, yeah, I was the fourth member of the design team and the second hmm. guy they hired after the initial seed people from Boston. That was more because of your idle thumbs uh, past <laughs> than your later <laughs> levels. Right. Yes. um in in, well in actuality weirdly uh the 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 guys at 2k marin had read stuff on my blog and like that that i had like written like had republished on gamasutra and stuff before we met so kind of so the cool thing is that yeah like um i started making levels because i wanted to get into design and make that stuff and then i started the blog initially as a kind of level design journal you know like I'll track my progress and put screenshots up and talk about the process and stuff. Um, and, and then I got hired for the level design stuff and maintained the blog more as kind of a f- whatever thoughts theory space. And, uh, and both of those ended up contributing to my being hired at, at 2K Marin because I'm a fairly junior guy. You know, I had, I had shipped one expansion pack before I started working on, on Bioshock 2. And so I think having both a bunch of stuff I had built and here's what I, you know, what I think about video games and and theory and stuff uh, was helpful compared to people who've been in the industry for like 10 years or whatever. Um, I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Now you're under arrest. This this podcast is being raided. (laughs) Yeah. What I was going to say was tortured screams. I'm I'm sure like the vast majority of listeners already know this, but you know, just, just to be clear, 2K Marin is a studio that was formed. Was it last year or this year? Um, no, it was, uh, I mean, I mean, it it was last year. It was like December of of last year, but it it, it kind of came into a a 
it's it's real kind of life at the very beginning of this yeah. year. Yeah. And it was it was initially staffed up its core members from were from two K Boston, yeah. you know, formerly irrational that yeah. that made Bioshock. Yeah, so. and there there were representatives of all the different departments that, that came over kind of as um you know, expert seed personnel. Yeah. Um and, you know, the project director who's now our executive producer came over and a couple guys from design, a couple Was guys that from Alyssa? Yeah, Alyssa yeah. Finley. Um and then yeah, a couple design guys, a couple programming guys, um, and yeah, one or two guys from from art and uh, and, I, and I think it worked. I think it bears mentioning that that your creative director, uh, Jordan Thomas, yeah, he was the guy who, as I recall, designed Fort Frolic in the original Bioshock. That's right. And, and our that, lead yeah. level designer is Jean Paul Leverton, who uh, designed Arcadia. Yeah. So I mean. Seems, I don't know. Those are pretty rad things. Yeah. I'm, I, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, for Frolic, I think like everyone agrees was like one of the standout moments of that game. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, I, I think that we're definitely lucky to have gotten some of the really talented people from, from Boston to, to come and jumpstart this whole enterprise. But, you know, pick, I, I'm, I'm sure you could practically pick any cross section of Boston folks and you would have <laughs> right. an, an incredibly talented no, group no. of people. Yeah, so fair enough. Fair enough. Um, but but yeah, uh, ha- having having guys that made such cool content like that available as both to give us critique on stuff and to show us how to how to make a video game level in a Bioshock is good. <laughs> okay, clearly, people are getting murdered or like a building's burning down. Right, this building is burning down. <laughs> this building is burning. Down. So uh, a cop car has just smashed through your wall. Final <laughs> podcast. It smashed through a helicopter, then through your wall, and yeah. now we're being arrested. It sucks. <laughs> it was probably pretty epic from the outside. It's, yeah. yeah, yeah, play by play. So, um, have the citizens of Rapture devised a underwater breathing plasmid for the sequel? <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, in, in the hot in, scoops. In, in, in the meantime, the citizens of Rapture, you know, just, they've been hanging out. They've been kicking some ideas for well, new plasmids around. They had some pretty crazy plasmids. You think? <laughs> well, no, I, I just like I just like the idea of like, them just continuing to exist. <laughs> to create plasmids. Just like all yeah. those all yeah. those people, all these, like after charred Bio- husks of humanity. Or well, just, like, just the idea that after Bioshock One ended, all the citizens of Rapture <laughs> are just kind of still hanging out there right now. Like Rapture is a place well, so that all those they? dudes I mean, are just kind of like. Do you guys visit there for research? Um, I haven't gone. Yeah. <laughs> Once you, you keep, not oh, man. you've been did, on the team for at least a year. Did you hear? You you know about uh, this place, uh, 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 Dubai? <laughs> you've heard of this, right? Yeah, the the physical location of <laughs> yes. the real world. Yes, in real life. <laughs> yes. Uh, and you, have you heard about how they how they allegedly have a uh, an underwater hotel? Yeah, I did. Yeah. That's actually pretty cool. Yeah. And did you hear about how it's hilarious and fake? No. I the one uh, a guy that I met in in London who's a friend of a friend. Uh, was telling me how he worked in Dubai for like six months and he went to the underwater hotel and they attempted to build the hotel underwater and re- realized it was a completely stupid idea that would never work. <laughs> and so <laughs> what happens is you go to the submarine docks yeah. and you get in a bus that is dressed up like submarine from the outside and, and, <laughs> what? and, and the people getting into it can't necessarily tell that it's a bus. Right. Like you can't see yeah. the wheels from inside right. the sub docks. Right. Uh, but you get in it and there are LCDs. Is it like in shallow water? They, they, well, no, there they are LCD that? monitors facing inwards on all the windows yeah. around it yeah. that the bus starts going down a ramp yeah. and, <laughs> and video on the LCD monitors shows water rising <laughs> and then shows underwater. It's like the Disney submarine? Like, yeah, it's like 20,000 <laughs> leagues under the sea. And so the, the bus drives for a little ways and then it stops at the sub dock in the, in the underwater hotel. <laughs> 
<laughs> and you get out and you go into the hotel and it's all done up as if it's really underwater and then all of the all, the all of the exterior windows are surrounded by gigantic aquariums. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. So the intent is not to like give the sensation the intent is to deceive people i i i i think it's sort of the the it's the, like the suspension of disbelief hotel well, I, mean, I, I i think it's sort of the but I mean, un- how do they I, I think it's the unspoken do they say feel like you're underwater in I, a hotel I, or do I didn't, they say i didn't dig far this enough. Is do the they ocean? let you walk out of the front door no they don't you have to take the <laughs> okay. sub back to the surface oh my god um, but but no i, I don't is know an airlock a giant airlock right I, I don't emergency. My wife I don't is know, going into labor. Yeah, hop in the submarine. Yeah, I don't. I don't know no. about like like the 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 ring of secrecy around her. Like my assumption is that it's sort of the 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 open secret is sort of like if anybody was like we're not really underwater, right? They'd probably kind of be like, well, you know, you know, just sort of like <laughs> not not winking. not really try to sell like you really are underwater. But I mean, like, are you but, are you building all this up that so like. We're not disappointed when we play Fallout for I'm sorry, Bioshock Two, and we realize you you are going to be disappointed well, I mean, when you play Fallout Three I, and there's no underwater cities. I, I, I'm, I'm sorry to spoil this for you, Chris, but when you're playing Bioshock One, that's also not underwater. What? It's a, it's a video game. Uh, Far Cry Two. Yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to playing it today. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this evening. Yes, this evening. This evening after or work. so hours from now. Yeah. Some some amount of time, of the day. <laughs> yeah. uh, Far Cry Two uh, looks cool, and I'm excited about it. And I've been reading a couple of reviews that yeah. make it sound promising, um, including one by my my hero Tom Chick. <laughs> my hero Tom Chick, because uh, he wrote the most honest review of Metal Gear Solid Four. Yeah, that I enjoyed that review. That that, mm, that basically yeah. was exactly what I thought about the game, but it seemed like he was the only That's person. That's how you define honesty. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> right. If someone's being honest, they say what I would have said. Um, no, it, it, they say what I want to hear. That's it, my kind of man. It felt honest, and it was coming from the same place yeah, I would have no, I, I, a, I as a player, yeah. and uh, it was a standout because pretty much everything else uh, was was very kind of overblown. Yeah. Um, and, and I've been a fan of Tom Chick's writing for a really long time, just like reading quarter to three years and years ago and stuff. So, but anyway, yeah. uh, the Far Cry Two reviews right. uh, make it sound like a great. Um, like I, I mean, Clint Hawkins talked about immersion, and it, it sounds like they really pressed hard on trying to make it an immersive simulation of being the character that that you are in the place the game takes place. You know, like like trying to draw out the feeling of I'm the guy that's there. Right. You know, as opposed yeah. to I'm living a cool story, or you know, I'm being a super badass to, uh, that right, right, that yeah. explodes everything. You know, the, the like, sen- yeah. The sense that I get from seeing it, and I've I've you know played the game very briefly, but mainly just from seeing videos and 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 so forth, seems to be that they've really successfully captured the idea of a world that's just basically in. I mean, and, and I'm I'm extrapolating a little bit, but I feel like the the sort of atmosphere is a world that's just basically in complete anarchy and total shit. Where I mean, it just seems like. Things are falling apart. You know, if you light something on fire, it can spread and burn things down. Your character has to, like, pull, rip bullets out of his flesh. Like, it just seems like the most sort of just torn to pieces, just desolate world. And it just, I I don't know. It's, it's, um, I'm sort of amazed the lengths they seem to have gone to, to maintain that, that cohesion. And I'm, I'm really looking forward to sort of having a character that, like, exists in that and can sort of, go to any length of, of 
you know. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I like what I understand of the general structure, which is that there's a, a high level end goal and a beginning point right. and mm-hmm. you just kind of do things yeah. <laughs> to, to try <laughs> I mean, to yeah. try and accomplish it's that thing like, over the course of yeah. the game. And from the reviews I read, it sounded more like more structured than that. Like it's, it was, it, it is. is. Yeah. 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 Which, yeah. which is, which is fine. I'm not knocking yeah. it for that yeah. because a game that's largely just an open world with a lot of little authored subquests in it is, is a game is, I will never play. Well, yeah, but you're, you're but you're generally not into that stuff as much. No, I'm yeah. not. I'm, I'm, I'm an old man of the video game. World yeah, I, I'm. I'm very interested in give me just an interesting yeah. place filled with interesting people or or interesting little story threads and let me discover them. Um, that actually does make me feel like an old man who's confused by computers. I just gotta, <laughs> like, yeah. Seriously, like I I will play a really difficult like physically like demanding and damaging game if it's if it's really if if the objective the game that, to do, that, that requires you to climb like, a mountain the, the sort of game no, but that, i know what you mean like you mean a game that feels like it's taking an investment from you like yeah i'll like, play a really yeah. fucking tough game yeah. but if it's simple and i'll play a really broad game again like if there's if if what i have to do isn't it's like, like straightforward right but like, like when i when i'm yeah. playing even even like fucking gta which is like the most sort of like the the original and one of the in my opinion sort of more simple open yeah. world games in, ter- in terms of what's expected of you i just can't deal with it so yeah what's nice I- about far cry is that amongst the main quests you can all you also have the, the like the options are <clears throat> you know presented like this, some of the side quests are actually just parts of the main quest so while you you're doing a main quest you know, like a story arc type of thing, you can just sort of That's go cool. off and yeah. So you, you know, you can. I, I don't know how much of the game because I, you know, I, right. I haven't played. But, but I mean, yeah, I know. I th- Theoretically, I know. you could you could play it as a directed game and just you know, yeah. That's like sort of every now and then. Probably Steve, off. the opposite of you, because you seem to be a big fan of games that get get rid of a lot of the sort of regimented stuff. But whenever yeah. I hear that, like a sequel to a game that I like has suddenly broadened out and as replaced the right. what was formerly a ui and like start and end screens with a crazy world that you can explore at your leisure it's just like okay well now i'm just never going to actually find what i want because i'm a stupid <laughs> yeah. old man who right. like well, clicks no, the I, mean, pop-up. I, I i think that there's i think that, yeah i think that, i think it's definitely sort of uh they, they aren't mutually exclusive right like i, I think because there, as long as a degree of mutual yeah. exclusivity well i mean as long as as long as as long as the directed part is is as long as the very overt direction is, that, is, is optional right. like for instance in when i was when i was just a player of bioshock one i turned off the quest arrow you know mm-hmm. which is very good for people who want to know where they need to go next and be able to to progress um in a timely fashion but can 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 give someone who's more interested in exploration kind of tunnel vision involuntarily yeah. and so i think you could have a game like far cry 2 as i understand the structure of it where theoretically it's a big open world it's just a web of possible experiences um but that actually there there is a critical path of do this and this and this if you purely want to progress right. that that the game could maybe by default say here's the next thing you have to do here's the next That's thing true. here's the next I mean, thing and you can turn it off if you want to be exploration guy, part of the know? thing for me is that i always feel like in a game like that also i know that i personally am never going to uh I'm never going to see all of the side content, but the game yeah. is just sitting there telling me, well, if you were a better person, you'd be getting a, <laughs> right, way, yeah, a way yeah. better game experience out yeah. of this. Yeah. No, Whereas a, a linear yeah. game, it's like I'm playing through it, and if I happen to find a crazy secret or yeah. like a subquest presents itself in a formalized way, right. I know, all right, well, I know that right now this is my choice and this is my other choice. I'm really, I really am just like a confused guy with a map 
Yeah, <laughs> and I don't know where I am on it when I'm when I'm playing this sorts of games. So what you want? You're a dinosaur man. Turn off no, you're a dinosaur. It does, it does make me feel like a confused old man. No, and, and, I, and, and I, I understand, and like I love that style no, of no, game. No, I know but what, it just I know makes me. I, and, and I think I know where you're coming from because I had a similar experience actually. I just recently finished uh, playing through Yakuza Two, um, yeah. mm. which is a PS2 game that just came out recently. It's a Sega game, um, which actually I, I I loved it. I thought it was awesome. I, I played through the first game uh, when it came out, I guess, or a little bit after, and um, it's been a while. But you know, I I I think the second game improved on pretty much everything from the first game. That said, um, what I loved about it the most was that between the major story nodes, you know, the stuff you have to do to progress. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a big open section of city that if you just wander around it and kind of scour it for content, you'll just kind of run into weird people that have requests or want to fight you, or they're having some disagreement and you have to settle it. Like it's basically like in between, you know, story narrative point a and narrative point B, you can just kind of walk around and, and sort of bump shoulders with some, weird dude who who you know is quirky and has I mean, a, that, that, a, a you know an hour or yeah. half an hour of, of a little bit of content and you pull it out and you're like that was cool um well, but that, but on the other side yeah, of that yeah. was that stuff um wasn't called out like basically the only way to find it was to randomly run all over the map looking for it there um, wasn't like a loop of the guy going hey well over here it, <laughs> like <laughs> it's it's a it's a like they're, they're relatively large city sections um that are sort of like like a, a sort of a, a a borough of GTA if you can only go on foot because they're all they're all right. walking sections. Um, and if you get within view of a guy, he has like a big green triangle over his head. Like, yeah, you you can see guys when you you have already run into them, but there's no way to like open up the map and have something that says like, okay, if you're the guy who wants to look for all this optional side content, you can turn on the option that's going to give you arrows that point to right. where all of the little side quest guys are so you can make sure that you see them all because I, I was the guy who wanted to waste as much time as possible between story points but see all of the optional right. content and there was no good way for me to be that completionist guy without just wasting an incredible amount of time just wandering until i thought i'd seen everything and there's still no way right. to know yeah, yeah. um so so i think that a lot of it is just transparency like making sure the player knows about all of the cool potential things they could be doing yeah. and it's more of a decision of whether you want to or not you know than whether you yeah. missed it by it's, accident it's funny i've kind of because i i know jake where you're coming from because you know i i really grew up on adventure games which are as linear as they come mm-hmm. and um most of the early games i played were like that eventually sort of have come to like really love that other style of game by sort of being forced into it by weird gamer like compulsions right where i get that thing where i'm like oh god there's a dude there with a quest I just want to get through the story, but there's like a dude with a thing. <laughs> I guess. He has a thing that I need. And like, God, here comes the sirens. And I ended up sort of just becoming trained exactly. into the idea of doing that. And now, like, over the years that that has occurred, now, for whatever reason, I really like sort of going and like inhabiting a world. I suspect that I would like it if I had the time, but for now, like. No, it's a fair. It's. Yeah. Like, I. It just. Like ups my anxiety more than my enjoyment when I'm yeah. playing a game, oh, and I still and I you know no, I mean I've definitely yeah. I, so I'm, I'm familiar my, with my that kind confession. of confession, and I will say yeah. that <laughs> I've heard that before. Yeah. And I, I Steve and I have had like different disagreements over these games, but you know like I still love you know like the Half Life Two episodes where I'm just like six hours of awesome shit. <laughs> like I love that a lot. Yeah. So like you know, you I, know. I my th- problem with side content is just like. For some reason, I have this thing where I, I always assume that it's going to be content that is just of lesser quality than the, than the yeah. main quest. Well, so yeah. I just like sometimes if I'm it, playing sometimes a game, it is. I just yeah. 
Right, right, yeah, yeah. And sometimes it isn't. So I like just, in Mass Effect. I yeah, exactly. I totally right. stopped doing the side content because it's yeah. bullshit. I, I have a, so I have a my weird... dad designed that side content. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> that'd be amazing if that were true. How could you have said that in front of that guy's I hate son? His dad. Whoa, <laughs> oh, um, <fuck>. and his <laughs> dad's son. That's me. I know. <laughs> Uh, I, I, for some reason, I actually like that about side content, weirdly. Like, I, I liked, um, the side content in Mass Effect and a lot of side content in, in Yakuza 2 is very similar because it's so low fidelity. For some reason, maybe, maybe some of it is from being in development. Do where you like filler? I like kind of, <laughs> oh. I like that it's low investment, both from the development side and from the player side, yeah. where it's sort of like, okay, clearly, some you know a designer on the team like, took like this is the time for you to fuck t- around t- took like a right. you know this guy did an afternoon or two days or something and just put together some some low fidelity side content and you can you can burn through it in 15 minutes and it's sort of like i guess that that reduction of investment allows it to maybe just be kind of weirder or more one off or have less kind of artificial import that that I, the that I the, like the, it when the spine of the story yeah. it's more artificial because that aspect of it is so transparent like I can't imagine the guy just going like, I guess I'll stick this thing in. Yeah, like, I mean, I, for, for example, some reason, I like that. Like, in Yakuza yeah. 2, all the side stuff was pure text. It's, you heard it's, it here first. Bioshock 2, nothing but pointless quests. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, 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 was, it was pretty much all, all text and maybe a few, like, like, custom graphics or animations or whatever. And and I guess I just liked that it, it felt like just... It had no pretense, right? Yeah. No pretense. Just like, here's a little bit of content that... That somebody thought would be a fun idea, and oh yeah, that is funny. And now I'm done with it, and I don't yeah. really have to think that it's some big deal or whatever. No, that's that's true. I think it's like I I would be totally fine with that in, in sort of isolated instances. The problem is when you get a game where it's just hour after hour of like weird random people asking some dude they've never met before to go do a th- like it. It sort of yeah. gets to the point where I'm like, okay, this goes beyond any bounds. Of, yeah, and and it yeah. really depends kind of what the what the tenor of it is because yeah. if it is self conscious enough to the point where it it recognizes its own absurdity and is just sort of a well, little that, bit tongue in, tongue in cheek. Well, then you get like the No More Heroes side right, stuff, which right. I thought was hilarious. Yeah, like, yeah. So that's collect these like, coconuts, and there's like a custom animation of a dude balancing coconuts in his arm, which right. is like the funniest shit yeah. ever. Yeah, that I mean that's 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 what this stuff in in Yakuza Two was. It's totally like you walk down the street and you see a guy on the street and he stops you and says like, "Listen to uh, I'm a street rapper. Listen to my new rap." And it's just text of his really oh, shitty rap. That's awesome. And, yeah, that's great. And, and, that's then, great. and then a text window comes up where he's like, so what'd you think? And you can either choose like, that's pretty good or that's really awful. And he just gives you a little text response of saying, cause it did suck. And so I said, that's awful. And your character is like, that's terrible. Yeah. How could you do that? That's the worst rap I ever heard. And the guy's are like, yeah, I thought that too. I, I just need to hear somebody else say it. You're right, man. I'm going to go back to the farm and go back to being a beekeeper. See ya. I got 500 experience points. See, that's a, see like, that, I advocate that fully. That's right. hilarious. Yep. Um, and there was, there was stuff that but was more like, involved than that. That was like, that, that was a little bit. On a planet. Find the thing on my yeah, planet. Yeah, it's, it's like no blood what? for aliens. <laughs> no blood <laughs> for aliens. Yeah, I love it. I I, but, I, I still yeah. like some of the. I liked a lot of the Mass Effect stuff. Like uh, eventually, I gave up, and I'm sure I would did, have. Did, like, did you meet the rogue AI That's on the, the moon? Thing. I didn't like that. I mean, maybe I. I, I, liked <laughs> I loved it. like the idea of going yeah. to the moon and landing on the moon. Yeah, that part was great, but, but the, yeah, the actual like, quest was just like okay. So you just populated this planet with like. I, yeah, I you, you blew up some space bases and and you shut down some was, some computers. Yeah. Like, I mean, like the the padding there of space bases with space bases. There space space were space bases on. Yeah. I lazed I I lazed the space base. Yes, I did. Dot oh biz. my god! 
Blah, 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 blah. Lazyspacebase.biz. Oh, man. We've seen Arrested Development. All right. Let's, let's, finish, let's do some right, email. So, anyway, in conclusion, in conclusion uh, we all like Far Cry 2, apparently. <laughs> well. <laughs> yeah. I have, we, we, I we have high hopes. Verdict. I got to say, Far Cry, just to cap that off, Far Cry 2 is one of those games where it better be awesome because I've been telling people it's going to be awesome. <laughs> for like, and I don't usually yeah. – like. You know, as being yeah. a journalist for a few years, you kind of start to just sort of be cynical about everything. You got psyched but, up. Yeah. You got psyched well, really up by did. Patrick like, Redding's well, yeah, uh, talk. I did. I, I saw Patrick Redding, the narrative designer, talk during GDC, and it was great. Yeah, and yeah. I'm like, I want to play this game bad. Yeah. You know you know, one of the reasons I want to play the game is because I really like that you get to choose one of eight characters to be the beginning of the game. Yeah, that is interesting, yeah. I, I just think it's neat. But yeah. <laughs> Sweet. So, so, we're going to yeah, read some mail from you, the mail. readers. The readers. I'm going to pick character number six. <laughs> you read our podcast every week, and for that, we read your mail. We listen to your mail. Uh, thank you, Toblix, for providing podcast. a transcription every week of this podcast. <laughs> All right. Um, Tom Ruiz, Ruiz, Ruiz writes, <laughs> I suppose you don't need any encouraging to keep up the podcast, but just to be sure, I'd write in to say I enjoy the way you talk about games immensely, mainly because you offer a critical perspective that is rare and hard to find in most coverage. Thank you. Nice. Um, We're critical. Good work. Yeah. Guys. Thanks, Steve. <laughs> On the subject of casual slash hardcore gamers, I've been struggling with that myself. I've got all the platforms, buy more games than I should, but end up playing Geometry Wars 2 all the time. Instead of the stuff what I feel I should be excited about. <laughs> <laughs> so I suck more what? than 60 hours into that since it launched, and I can't be bothered with anything else. Am I growing old? Jake, you can relate to this. I'm an old <laughs> getting, man. <laughs> getting sort of casual, or am I just a simpleton who can't... Jake, you can keep, you know, relate to this too. I'm continuing to relate actively in real time. <laughs> just a simpleton who can't keep track of more than three buttons at a time. No. <laughs> riding, the, riding the autumn hype train hotel, I guess. Keep it up, guys. Also, P.S. Keep the songs short and sweet, Chris. I think that's wise advice. It took me fucking forever to write that thing last week. It was an amazing song, though. It was really an amazing song. An amazing Ultra Beast. What? I seem to. I thought there was more of a question in this, but I guess there wasn't. Oh yeah. What? I thought there was more of a question in this, but I guess not. Anyway, we will continue to be awesome and critical. Thank you. I will continue to be a simpleton, just like you. Yeah, you really like that. I wondered if he was being a simpleton. You are not. As I think he's being a simpleton. From one simpleton to another, you are not. I actually go through. I I can't speak for the for the reader, obviously, but I've gone through like sort of waves where for like a couple months I will play nothing but like Zuma everyday shooter <laughs> like Minesweeper I still never played yeah, you, you played you played Meteos for like eight years yeah I played Meteos for like seriously three months except for multiplayer stuff at friends houses I went three months where all I played was Meteos like right when it came out wow it was ridiculous <laughs> oh my so yeah I mean I think oh, probably no. most I think most gamers can probably relate to being in you know. Being addicted to a thing, potentially guiltily addicted to it. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Yes. That's the ridiculous part. I get guilty about when yeah. I'm not playing like sort of real games. When you're so not playing speak. like man games. Well when I'm not playing a game that I like this sounds <laughs> Big boy game. this sounds horribly <laughs> cheesy, but like not even necessarily serious, but a game where I'm like I'm sort of experiencing a new sort of gameplay angle or like yeah. or like perceiving something, a something designer's like intention. Some like, kind of weird when, abstract for it. Just like <laughs> you know, something that <laughs> I hate you. I guess I insulted you twice during that question, so I have it coming. That's okay. But, you're, uh, you're a fucking bitch. Thanks. Whoa. Thanks, buddy. What? It's the internet. I can say this stuff in full. Yikesadelic. Steve's body language indicates he seems to at least know what I'm talking about, so that's... that's. Yeah. <laughs> I, the, the weird thing is I, I, I've had much less of that phenomenon than like when there's a lull in big release, crazy, everybody's got to play this game kind of uh, hype, hype things uh, that I kind of go back and... Skate or die nonstop. <laughs> and I, I, I generally die more than skate. Oh. Don't know what I'm talking about. Uh, the, I, I go back and, and play sort of the semi second string stuff that I've oh, missed yeah. back oh, when it was really policy. released. Yeah. Like, I, that was why I originally played the first Yakuza and stuff. Right. I sort of like, it was like, 
July and nothing was really coming out. And yeah. I was like, oh yeah, that game. That's far better than falling that. into the Peggle coma. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. So that's a, that's a good thing to do, by the way. I've been trying to do that recently, actually. Now, I mean, now the, the holiday rape train has started, so I can't so much. For the, for the, Man, for the couple it's pulling months, into the Remo station. <laughs> exactly. But for the couple months before this, I was kind of in that mode where I'm like, I'm catching up on stuff. Yeah. Board video um, games. But anyway, so to- Toblix, who appears to have registered a new email address to respell his name the way we pronounce it, which is... I'm pretty sure it's Toblix, so I'm glad that he changed it. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty amazing. Why is it spelled? T O B L I X. But um, now he has an E in there. And what's the what's the domain name? <laughs> <laughs> well played, my friend. All right, he says, "Hey, the hey guys, your podcast is great. Blah blah blah. You're awesome. Blah blah blah." I don't know if he's. Did he actually type that? Out? He yes, actually typed yeah, blah, he did. He that's did. cool. Yes, he had a longer <laughs> so, one, but get to the question. <laughs> yeah. Could you talk a little bit about how, how Steam's policy? on VAC bands sucks my ass and how stupid it is to spend money on an entertainment delivery platform that shows less remorse than Crusader. Uh, that I'm pretty sure answer that he... is no. <laughs> yeah, I don't yeah. want to talk about that. That's yeah. the answer. I guess they banned his account. the fuck he's talking yeah, about. They banned his account. Yeah. He used the wall hack. Mike Noack writes, <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Mailbag. Hey, Mike. What are the trials and tribulations? <laughs> Chris You're Mailbag, like mailbag Remo. Character now? That's M-A-L-E. <laughs> A mailbag. <laughs> Jesus. The man bag coming at you every week on Idle Thumb. <laughs> Being cast into uh, your face. Cast into your face. All right. Jesus. You said mail man bag. Chris did. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say any of that shit. <laughs> All right. Okay, sorry. All right. All right. So he says, uh, what are the trials and tribulations involved in putting these episodes live? Oh, my God. You don't want to know. Well, I guess we should upload the JPEG of you having to yeah, duck all yeah. of Nick's laughs last yeah. week. <laughs> also, his other question. I think Steve can maybe relate to this. Hmm. I want to know, uh, am I a freak because the only Blizzard game that I ever played to completion was Blackthorn on the SNES? Well, I didn't beat Blackthorn. That no, thing was but hard. you probably also haven't beat any other Blizzard game, right? I beat I beat Diablo 1 once. All right. Uh, well, I guess you can't relate to this game. I, well, I played through as a Fuck warrior. You, Mike. Uh, I, I, I think I think that may, I think Diablo One may be the only Blizzard game that I've actually completed. Okay, I was a big fan of uh, Diablo's of, uh, new Blackthorn. Oh, I was I was a big fan of Rock and Roll Racing on the SNES, but I don't think I ever finished like the last track on that either. Uh, so he was asking if he's what some sort of am thing. I, am I freak because oh, am I freak? Not. Am I freak? Um, yes, you are freak. Yeah, next. Yeah, I, I mean, so wait, give us an answer did, quickly. I'm moving on. Did, did we just vote on that? What's your vote? Well, Verdict. Okay, so um, I'm going to say no. No. Yes. I'll play devil's advocate. Oh, shit. Sure. It's your break. Okay. Oh, it's a tie. <laughs> it's a tie. Uh, please All send right. a tiebreaker to questions at idlethumbs.net. <laughs> oh, that would be a good way to give away prizes. Time Is poll. Mike oh, yeah. What if it's why you're a freak? No. You, you write in why you are why you are a video game freak and oh it's something God, weird. No, it's something weird about how you've played video games, such as Mike Nowak would have written in, no. I'm a freak because I only finished one Blizzard game. I don't game. really like that idea. I don't know. God damn it. You can just do that, though, and we'll, we'll read your question. I have no questions. intention of writing no, that no, into you guys. The readers, the the listeners. No, the readers. Oh, yeah. Sorry. If you're reading this. Our our listeners are erudite. They're readers. Sorry, you're right. Idle Thumbs is about writing. Quality (laughs) games writing. Idle Thumbs, a podcast you read with your ears. You still call that reading, right? (laughs) That was a good tagline. When you listen to an audio book, that still counts as reading. I read that book. Yeah, exactly. You say that. So you read this podcast. I read Memoirs of an Invisible Man. So if you write us why Mike Nowak or you are a freak... 
Uh, we'll read those answers next week. <laughs> Questions at idlethumbs.net. All right. Uh, two more left. I'm not going to listen next week. This is actually kind of a, <laughs> this is kind of a big question, so I don't I don't know if we have um I don't know if we have time to answer it. But WrestleVania says, "Could we have your thoughts on indie gaming, please? It's a very healthy niche at the moment, so much so that I feel like I'm starting to lose the wood amongst the trees." Which you know I think that's an a, interesting turn of phrase. Yeah, <laughs> been there. <laughs> Losing the wood amongst the trees. Yeah, yeah. Camping trip. Yeah. No, I I understand. I think it's a good question, but. I, I don't. I think we might have to table it till next week, actually, because we're really out of time. For now, just read Tig Source for two weeks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, Ninja Style. This is sort of hilarious. I'm concerned with what you guys said about Diablo Three. How short is it? If you were able to beat it several times in a couple days, that has me a little worried. We were joking. Jesus Christ. Oh no. We have, were joking. Have, have you gotten angry emails from PR people? <laughs> no. Okay, that's good. I don't think PR people go by Ninja Style. No, 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 no. I didn't mean that guy. I, ninja you, Style. You, you covered your what face you like someone who had been abused by something. <laughs> I that mean, was he mentioned. was being actively abused by that question. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, because I could see I someone saying, like, well, Nick, like Nick I, def- was also I defeated fired. Diablo 3 uh, six times in two days, and Blizzard being like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So to be clear, how much review. of Diablo 2 did you play? About 20 minutes. <laughs> And that you were was playing like, Diablo 2. You'd say that was about half of it, a third of that it. That was all of it. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's, it's a 20-minute like, game. Right. Okay. So moving on, now that that's been clarified, um, James Campbell. Did you get to play as the wizard? Yes or no? <laughs> I am the wizard. Did you get to play as the it's wizard? A, it's a role-playing game. <laughs> <laughs> the Wiz. All right. Uh, New class. The Wiz. Um, what are you making hand motions about? Nobody can see that. <laughs> yeah, they're right. All right. James Campbell writes... Hey, it was awesome to meet your team at E4All. Whoa. Uh, my dev sweet. group will be one of your best customers. <laughs> the product was amazing. Getting another flavor of that is more based, a flavor more based on granola and without peanuts is critical. <laughs> one of my guys thought it was great, but, <laughs> but then his, his, <laughs> I can't read this. Here, let, me, let me, let me try it. Let me try this. All right. <sighs> Hey, it was awesome to meet your team at E4All. My dev group will be one of your best customers. The product was amazing. Getting another flavor that is more based on granola and without peanuts is critical. One of my guys thought it was great, but then his face went numb. It was a great laugh, but to some, serious issues would have happened. I'm not going to disclose who said that or why. (laughs) But that was said to someone in a situation. Should we say who it is? I mean... I, oh, huh? James Campbell. <laughs> That'll be easy to cut out. People's mind and ears. All right, on that note, see you guys next week. Strong, strong finish there. Well, I mean, yeah. really, like we got a fucking. <laughs> I know. This is sadly podcast. Fancy podcast, podcast ex. <laughs> what a weird podcast. Video game. Ultra boost. 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 You smile at your fucking farts! <laughs> <laughs> uh.